0: You are listening to Her Time to Retire, a podcast dedicated to helping women gain the knowledge, confidence, and support they need to achieve financial success and emotional fulfillment when planning for retirement. If you are ready to finally take charge of your financial life, then keep listening. Your hosts are Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Founders of Keystone Financial Resources in Brentwood, Tennessee, both men specialize in crafting individualized retirement plans for women and have a passion for helping women discover and achieve their retirement goals. Glenn is a husband and father of four who was taught early in life, through his relationship with his grandmother, how a woman can not only take charge of her own destiny, but also positively influence the lives of her family and friends that surround her. Jonathan, husband and father of three, attributes his own success to the strong women in his life, including his wife Brooke and his mother Suzanne. Both men together want to help more women live out their dreams in retirement. As always, if you have retirement questions, their phone Lines are open at 615 661 or you can visit their website to browse information, view upcoming events, or subscribe to the Her Time to Retire weekly newsletter. Just visit www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Now relax and enjoy the conversation.
1: Well, welcome to Her Time to Retire, the podcast for women navigating through their financial journey. I'm Glenn Price. I'm co-owner of Keystone Financial Resources, and it's my goal to speak to, speak with women at the top of their industry and create a place where they can share their best ideas and advice with you, our listeners. Now, before we begin, as a gift to our devoted listeners, I uh, wanted to make you aware we just rolled out a two-minute online quiz that helps you identify your number one retirement mistake. So you can check it out at keystonequiz.com. Again, that's keystonequiz.com. Well, today I'm gonna be speaking with Diane Kazan. Diane has been a part of the design and remodel process for hundreds of bathrooms, from high-end luxury master bathrooms to budget hall baths over the last decade. She's noticed that most people don't have the funds or desire to hire an interior designer. And without resources currently in the marketplace, how can they get an expert bathroom design without the high cost? She founded Bathroom in a Box to do just that, save you time and money while providing gorgeous and creative bathroom design plans that perfectly fit your needs and taste. Her experience and expertise in the industry have helped countless people create the bathroom of their dreams. She's put together a team of experts that share her sensibilities for putting together beautiful plans that can be implemented in an easy to understand way And now, Bathroom in a Box gives you everything you need to either build an expertly designed bathroom on your own or provide detailed plans to your contractor. Well, Dan, I want to welcome you to our podcast today. How are you doing?
2: Well, good. Nice day out. Thanks, Glenn. Yes. Well,
1: I'm glad you're here. It's a beautiful sunny day here. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I'm always curious about, you know, you started a business, you've got this business, uh, a little bit of your story, w- why don't you share with the listeners out there a little bit about who Diane is and kind of where you came from and how you got to this place to where you started this company of Bathroom in a Box.
2: And happy to share. I started my career in the corporate industry or corporate world, mm-hmm. which th- that's a great place to be. But you also quickly realize that the opportunity that you have as far as making an impact is pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. For example, we'd have meetings when I worked at Subaru of America in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And, you know, you expected five people to be there and someone couldn't make that meeting. So you just go back to reschedule. It just, it just seemed to take so long to implement any sort of change. I was primarily on the financial services side for Subaru. Back in um, early 92, my position was being eliminated and I was over in the lease marketing side. Primus Automotive Financial Services started here in the Franklin area, and I was offered a job to transfer. So that's and I literally from South Jersey to here. South Jersey, south though, Jersey. south, yeah. not north. <laughs> um, like looked up. Of course, I knew where Tennessee was, but I'm like, "What's Tennessee? Where is it?" Yeah. So I mean, just it's just interesting how indirectly, your your history changes, your direction changes. Mm-hmm. So I worked for Primus for a number of years. Again, a great opportunity was always in management. Um, it was a small company to start. They were built to finance non-Ford products, non-Lincoln, Mercury, Jaguar, Subaru, Mazda, and then independent um, other companies. Again, a great opportunity. We had a lot of autonomy because we were so small. Um, but, you know, the same sort of... Um, issues, not issues came up, but the frustration of not being able to maybe make a name for yourself or really move something. Mm -hmm. It it just, and then I realized, oh yeah, I forgot. I have a degree in design. What happened to that? (laughs) So only by coincidence, I lived in the same community as a builder and I started doing model homes for him. Um, so I decided to move back into the design area. You know, you either have it or you don't. For a while, I taught textiles and materials at O'Moore College of Design. And by sophomore year, we were starting to weed students out. Because if you don't come with a color sense, a scale, a balance, you're not going to make it. Because that has to be an eight, like a musician, of which I'm not. You either can hear music or you can't. You can either see color, understand scale and balance pattern, or you don't. Or you don't. Right. Yeah. and it's sense. Yeah. So what school teaches you or what experience teaches you is how to hone those skills. But mm-hmm. you have to have those skills. So I did move back to South Jersey to take care of my mom and dad. And they've since passed away. But I hired on with Lowe's. And that's where the interesting story comes in. That's the reason that I have Bathroom in a Box. I was working in several Lowe's stores, Wilmington, Delaware, Brookhaven, Pennsylvania, west of Philly, those areas. And I was the remodel design person. Mm-hmm. Every Lowe's store, they don't have that program anymore. Every Lowe's store had one person dedicated to selling the project and then also managing the project with an independent contractor. If you had an independent contractor, you did extremely well. It At the time, it was an overwhelming position. We worked... 60, 70 hours a week, had a laptop, worked at home if I wasn't at the store, could move in and out of the store, went to people's homes, sold projects. And they could be anywhere from 12,000 to 80,000. And I actually had a guy, just here's my American Express card, went right through the register, signed him out, closed him down, closed him out. So that's the big range. And what it taught you, so many job skills, how to sell something quickly, because the timeline was always forced very short in the Lowe's world. Mm -hmm. There was a finite number of choices in Lowe's. You you weren't selling like $5,000 bathtubs. But you had to turn projects quickly. I would run 12 to 15 projects at the same time in various phases. Mm -hmm. And you were also taught that when you presented the price, you just had to stare down. And I would say, Well, Glenn, you're, you know, for this bathroom. And we all agree this is so lovely and this is exactly what you want. And it's $25,000. And then you just sit and in stare. This, the silence, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was so in? much fun. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and in the lows, where
2: all the money's due up front, which is unusual in the open world and outside world, things are staggered payments or 50 down, 30, whatever. Um, but then, of course, one of the reasons people chose Lowe's is because they had that financial stability that even if a job went bad, they'd still... they, they'd they stand had to behind make, it. Yes, they had right. to make that consumer whole. That's right. And my area, depending on the store, was was near the appliance department. And, and they treated my the people in my position well. We had our own area and we could kind of decorate it or design it. You know, I had my own refrigerator and a coffee maker, cause, maybe because we spent so many hours in the store. But I would have people wander back to my area and they would say, "Oh, can you help me you know shop because I heard you're really good, which honestly I was. <laughs> in my zone, I was always at the top because uh, I liked it
1: and that makes a difference. you yeah. know when you really have a passion for something, I think it's okay to say that you know uh, hey, I'm good at this. you know it's like we tell clients you know when you do things over and over and over, mm. The, the idea is and the hope is that you get pretty good at it. You know, if we're working with taxes or whatever it is that we're doing and building a family, a financial plan, we have confidence that we're really good at it. But, but with everybody that's here, it's the passion. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what I'm hearing you say. Hey, I, I can tell you love this stuff, right?
2: And it was, ju- it was just like balancing a customer in time. And, you know, my contractor, especially the one in uh, the Philadelphia area, he knew nothing about building he was a good time manager and mm. he had great resources, great guys, and you become friends with these people. So I realized though that the whole, the people that just wandered around Lowe's were lost. Mm. They picked out a great faucet, they picked out a great tile, but they didn't go together. And that became obvious, but I kind of just stored that idea away in my head. And I thought, huh, what about those people? Now, mind you, that was just, um, what's the word I want? Anecdotal evidence. I mean, that was just interacting with a customer. I didn't have stats. I wasn't looking up research. There's right. no research in that area.
1: It's just observation of customers. Correct. Right.
2: And you realize pretty quickly that there's a lot of people that want, and I don't particularly like the word deserve, they want a great bathroom. They just can't get there. Right. They don't know how to get there. In terms of the design, they can do the execution. So eventually the prog- the whole program at Lowe's was eliminated And I started to work locally here in Middle Tennessee. Of course, now I'm back in Middle Tennessee. I had the Dixon, Tennessee store. And the manager there said, oh, my God, finally I got a good person in that position. And then they eliminated the whole program.
0: (laughs) I think that hurt his feelings.
2: Because you literally could sell like $200,000 in one month. Wow. Now, some of these Lowe's stores are turning like over $100,000 a day. But regardless, that's a big chunk. That's a big piece of the overall store income if they had a good person in my position. So then working locally and that idea just sort of started to percolate. And I thought, well, what if I address that market? What if I just do designs that people can choose? That's where the whole idea came from. So it's it's not like it's just a dream that I came up with. It was answering, as I figured out, it was answering a need. And even the guy I reported to at Lowe's in the Philadelphia area, he and I are still friends. And occasionally we talk because I like to hear his feedback because I got Mm -hmm. along with him so well. Mm -hmm. And he thought, I think he thought we were kind of his, and we were the same age, so it wasn't that, but we were kind of his little like chicklets or not chicklets, chicklings, you know? And he he just relished in our success stories. So for him... I'm still one of his his success stories. That makes sense, even Absolutely. though I don't report to him or anything. Um, but you know, to take an idea and then how does it work in the marketplace? That's a big schism. Like, how do you jump over that that cab, Well, the what's the what's the big oh gosh, the big thing? Golden not Golden Gate Bridge. Anyway, jumping over a big river, whatever it is. So it's how do you explain it and how do you get to the marketplace? Right. And that takes time. So I was kind of working full time and doing Bathroom in a Box, trying to figure out what it was. And it actually took me probably two years to get that uh, website name. I had to wait till it expired. And I didn't want the .net. I wanted the .com. The .com. So eventually I got that. That was important to me. But what makes Bathroom in a Box so unique, and I did an intentional pause there design instead of being interactive specifically with one customer like a Lowe's customer. So tell me, Glenn, tell me about your project. Tell me about your home. We're going to come out and visit with you. Bathroom in a box is different in that all of the designs are already complete. They're shoppable designs. So
1: I can go online and I can look at if I've got an idea or a theme of what we want our bathroom to look like. Uh, then i can go and i can find that theme on in, on your website correct. yes correct and so and then and then with that when i click on that i'm assuming like you know when i when you say bathroom in a box it's like okay i can go get everything i need for my bathroom in a box it's like here's what i want there's the sinks everything matches everything's this and is that is that the whole concept and the idea
2: correct and people say well so what i can i can see that on pinterest too Or I can do Pottery Barn or Kohler. But what's missing in Pottery Barn or Kohler or Pinterest is they don't tell you where to get the materials. Mm. Isn't this pretty? Look, it's a pretty faucet, and it's a beautiful tile floor. But there's thousands of manufacturers of tile. There's thousands of ways to distribute tile, retail stores, direct walk-in stores. So Bathroom in a Box gives you the answer. So where do I get these products? Right.
1: And so you've got all the links and everywhere for them to go get it. So this is for your do it yourself or someone who's wanting to do this themselves but they don't know what to do, they don't know how to put the pieces Correct. together. And so now you're just that piece, you're providing that of like, okay, you know, I can I can lay tile and I can paint, but when it comes to the design, when it comes to matching things together, you know, that's where that's where I don't I draw the line. I don't I don't see all that. You know what I mean? I can't see it.
2: So that's, that's the point of bathroom and design. But then it takes it one more step further, and it gives you a budget. Because honestly, unless you're doing a master bath, bathrooms are pretty standard in the U.S. There's mm-hmm. a vanity. Vanities come in sizes unless it's custom. They come in 18, 24, 27, 30 increments of three. Bathtubs are mostly 30, 60. It's standard. If it's a powder room, for example, let's say it's 8 feet by 5 feet. So that's 40 square feet. Divide that into the number of square feet in a carton. It's six cartons round up. So it provides the budget. Two mm-hmm. pennants, one mirror, one vanity, floor tile, uh, uh, toilet. I also do either a piece of art or a basket just because I think it looks looks pretty. And when I do these designs, they're artistic compositions. And I learned that over time. If it's a light fixture that does not look good in the website because it's just, maybe it's clear glass, then I don't use it. It has to be artistically composed. So it it has visual interest for someone. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of time on making my mood boards pleasant or artistic or attractive. But at the end on this, so it's the shopping list is what the customer's paying for in addition to the design there's a budget total at the bottom. So if they bought all the products in the exact number of square feet, two pennants, one mirror, one vanity, uh, then it would cost, say, 4000 And I have a collection that's as low as 2000 for all the materials and as high as 15000 So there's a style range, a price range, and you get the shopping links and you know approximately how much you're gonna spend. Because right. go back to the lows and you're just walking around with a, a cart how do you know even how much you're spending or keeping track of? And then I'm very conscientious. If it's a $500 vanity, it's going to be a $100 light fixture. If it's a $3,000 vanity, it's going to be a more expensive light fixture. So everything within the collection is based on some sort of connection to
1: price points: right, right. high end, medium, or so low end. So, so low that there's end. there's there's a match in quality. Correct. All of that. You see all that together. Like, in, and so, like, for someone like me who's not handy, uh, when I got, when, when Martha and I got married, she had a toolbox. Uh, I did not. <laughs> and so I'll say, honey, what I do, honey, will you go get my toolbox? And I go get her toolbox. Honey, will you hand me a screwdriver? Then I'll hand her what she needs. I'm really good at that. <laughs> but so, if, 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 if I'm wanting to, redesign my bathroom okay but I'm not a handy person uh or you know speaking to if 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 there's a woman out there and she's like hey I, I can yes I like this but I don't I don't lay tile I don't you know set countertops then how does everything get installed do you provide like the contractors or how does that how would all of that get put in place
2: a lot of people have their own contractor. And occasionally, okay. that was also the question when I worked at Lowe's. Hey, I've got my own contractor. Can you help me with the design, the products? No. I mean, I didn't say no. But that I occasionally, I would. But I would get in trouble if I did that. Lowe's made their money on the labor side, not the products. Products don't have much of a markup. Be surprised how low the markup is on appliances. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's a whole, if I can take a minute, there's a whole, um, I'll explain the market real quick. So there's a general contractor who you're signing a a contract with one entity, general liability, workman's comp. He has access to his plumber, his electrician, his tile setter, his painter. They may be all subcontractors or he may have employees, but he's controlling the process. He assumes all of the risk. Okay. So it's it's a one contract deal. That's going to go relatively quickly because he has a relationship with that plumber and he's feeding that plumber business day over day, week over week. So that plumber's first first responsibility is to that contractor. That's where the majority of his income comes from. Correct. So that's a risk. That's a way to minimize your risk, but on the other hand, that's the most expensive. So right. you paid for that. So that that's the most expensive category. And if I'm involved in design with a general contractor for a bathroom, let's say it's a master, either semi custom or custom cabinets, anywhere from fifty to seventy-five thousand mm-hmm. here in this market. Right. And of course, labor's pretty tight.
1: But you know, I think that those two what just came to my mind is like the most important. To me the most important is is the design. Like does this this, the the things that I want to have them in my bathroom, do they go together? Do they match? How am I going to feel when I go in there? Is the lighting right? You know, because lighting can either make you feel happy or it can make you feel sleepy. I mean, we had a house one time that had dark trim, and every time I'd go home, I'd just fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get out of this house. <laughs> it's dark, and it, it was beautiful. It was rich. It was comfortable. But, man, it made you sleepy. Now my house is white when you go in. But so the, so the design... Is a place where I'm, I'm going to want to spend my money to make sure I'm getting the quality that's going to match. That I'm going to be happy with it. You know what I mean? And then the next piece is is uh, the, the the making sure that everything gets done and it gets done right. And I think for people like me, that's where I have the most fear. It's like, how do I know they're going to do the right job? You know, are they going to complete the job? If they don't complete it, will they come back? You know, so. One question I would have is like, how would I go and find a good general contractor that I could hire to come and, you know, I, I get my bathroom in a box, but now I got to have somebody help me put it in.
2: It, it is challenging, especially in this market with the big demand on labor and then the higher cost of labor because it's supply and demand. So there's general contractor, the next category is an independent contractor that would work with you, but in a, he doesn't have those big resources. So he might say to you, I'll do all the demo, I'll do the tile setting, but you go hire a plumber to complete that piece of it. And then the third would be just the DIY itself. Right. Um, But as far as reputation, it is challenging. You really don't know what's behind the tile, which is thin set, which is backer board, which are studs. And you don't really know... It's just trust. I mean, it's a, it's a, just a trust game, mm-hmm. which getting back to DIY is why a lot of people want to do it themselves to ensure.
1: Do they know what's there? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: And water is is, damaging. I mean, if, if I go in a bathroom and I kind of smell a soapy mm-hmm. smell and the customer took a shower like five hours ago, that's probably an indication there's a, the water leak somewhere because that you can't walk into a bathroom four hours later and smell soap or smell damp. Um, mm-hmm. but it is a trust game and bathrooms are much, because people say, well, why don't you do kitchens too? But kitchens have software programs. They don't have as many SKUs or products. Mm-hmm. So in a bathroom, come of the, some of the odd ones, backer board, thinset, uh, plywood transitions, tub lock, all those little extra things you don't think about, but you could go as high as 25 separate items.
0: Mm-hmm
2: you know, that land at your house in order to affect this bathroom remodel. Um, So DIY assumes it could be the high end. You buy a design and purchase those materials based on what your contractor says as to quantity. And then he might supply the general service materials, those building materials. Or it could be the independent contractor that you've always used. He's done a great job. He did a great job for your neighbor. He's reputable. Uh, You go to church with him. That would be a trustworthy category as well. Everybody yeah. lives on the reputation, or it's the DIY customer that wants to touch everything.
1: You know, you've got we find it in our business. You've got really two types of clients, and you've got those out there that that want to do it themselves. In fact, we call them in, even in our world the do-it-yourselfers. And oh, you do. We do the do-it-yourselfer oh, investor. Okay, and uh, and and and, th- and that's okay. People, there's people who really enjoy that. Huh. You know, we've actually have clients that that. They like it, but they don't want to spend their time in retirement doing all that, and so they'll come on board and say, "You know what? For the bulk of what we're doing, I, I want you guys to help us, but can I keep this little piece over here and just do it myself?" Absolutely. Okay. But but then you've got the people that that don't they don't want to spend their time. I mean, by and large, most people when they retire, they don't want to spend their time managing how the market's doing and what things they need to move and reallocate and how do they manage taxes. They wanna enjoy, you know, as, you know, we tell our clients that money is a tool to help you improve the quality of your life. Hmm. And, and and so they wanna spend their time using their money to improve the quality of their life, spending time with their family or traveling. But, but going back to what you were what you were saying a while ago, it's like, we all wanna save money. We all want, you know, something for as little as possible. But at the end of the day, it's like there's, there's a value in, in paying for quality, for paying for expertise, for paying for a skill set that someone has. Like for you, for example, you know, with your experience. I mean, you've got a lot of experience in this field. And so there's mm-hmm. a value. You've taken the time to put that together, and there's a value in that. And it's like, you, yes, you, there's always a ceiling of price, but it's like you, you don't want to cheat there. You know, you want, I want the best Mm -hmm. person. And we tell clients in our, in our business, it's like, you know, we build you a solid financial plan. You know, most people come in here and they're paying, you know, what we charge and even more. And they've only got one piece of the pie and there's like five different pillars to an overall financial plan. And, uh, and so, but at the end of the day, you, you, you want to have the quality, you want to pay for the skill set. So that what you're ultimately trying to accomplish is going to be fulfilled, right? Good point. Uh, whether it's getting the bathroom that you want, so paying for that design, and I can see that my wife and I have been. Uh, this is not in the bathroom, but we decided we wanted to do something in the like the, the living room area and, and one of the eating areas that we have. So it's it, you know uh, we've tried to do it ourselves and we get a table and we get a rug (laughs) and we're like this looks horrible i just didn't envision it looking like this you know hey we call the company back and they've got people that can help you kind of like the Mm -hmm. Lowe's thing it wasn't through Lowe's. i'm not going to mention the company but but they're not they're not the skill level of there and they're not coming out and looking at things and so now we're sitting there the other day it's like they've already brought one table back and replaced it new chairs and we're like I I don't, I don't know that I like this, you know? So it's like, it gets
2: awkward then too. Then you kind of feel bad. Then you start feeling guilty.
1: I'm one of those customers. Right. I'm one of those. But it all goes back to, if we would have said, you know what, let's hire someone Mm -hmm. to help us who has the eye, who has the skill, who has knows the products that are there. And let's just tell them what we want and let's trust them to help them build what we, what we want. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be much happier. On the front end, it may look like we're spending more. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm still spending quite a bit of money, but I'm not really happy with what I've got.
2: Have you ever heard the Picasso story?
1: No. What is it? So
2: Picasso. I don't think. Let's, so he's on the street, and you recognize him because he's unique. So you mm-hmm. go running up to him, oh, Picasso, Picasso, it's you. It's really you. Can you just do, like, a quick sketch for me? He said, oh, sure. So five minutes later, he finishes the sketch, and he hands it over. And the person talking to him starts to walk away with it. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, that's $30,000. And the customer or the the person says, well, how can that be? It only took you five minutes. And he said, oh no, ma'am. He said, it took me 30 years to do that in five minutes. (laughs) So you get what you pay for.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You're
2: not paying me Mm -hmm. for time. You're paying me for skill. You're paying me for expertise. And for me, even if so can you imagine if it takes me an hour to do one of these designs, approximately? And I go back and I revise, and I have to be real careful because the same vanity that I put in the plan a year ago may not be available today. Those are the ones that seem to come off first, the vanities. They just sold out. We don't have any more. Styles changed. And I'm very, very, very aware of styles, how they change. So if it takes me an hour, how much does it take the consumer? And I know where to go. I know oh. exactly what I want. But I how? See an but did it take you an
1: hour? No. It took you how many years to do it in an hour? You know, same with the Picasso story.
2: <laughs> and Claire, remember we were at Collective Six One Five. Yeah. Or six, Collective Six One Five. I think that's right. Yeah. And remember the bar area where they had the food set? Mm-hmm. What was the weirdest thing you guys had left? So that was done in like shades of emerald green with um, some gold. Mm-hmm. I said, see this design. And I literally just launched it like the same day. It was really freaky. I said your space matches my design, but it was done obviously in separate. So you never know where you're going to get an inspiration. That's Mm -hmm. my point. And um, I'm just inspired when I see things, and I just put them in my head, or I take a picture, put it out on my desktop, and hold on to it. Um, But and I design these bathroom collect or I design these plans like in lots of tens. So whatever and that helps me. I'll do a vanity in one, I'll do the tile in another, and then I start interchanging and moving everything around. Or I'll do three designs that are lower priced that come from Home Depot, and then I'll do a higher end design. Mm. So it's fun, I mean, it it just meets my creativity needs. And just another anecdotal, so there's a site called Stray Dogs, and they do a lot of bright, colorful things. When I see their posts on Instagram, I always know like an artist, when you're listening to music, oh, it's him or it's her. I always know it's a stray dog design, mm-hmm. even if I don't look at their name. So I caught some of their pennants that were in bright pink, like a coral pink. I literally found a vanity that matched that, that had a little scalp design, and then I found a basket that had scalp design. The point is, I don't, I'm not going to have a lot of buyers for that one. It was bright and colorful, but it just shows how diverse I can be with the offerings. Absolutely. Oh, isn't that cute? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what makes it fun.
1: Well, well, Diane, I mean, I just absolutely, I'm so glad that you came in here today. And and now it's like, oh my gosh, now getting to know you, it's like what we were talking about, just the story. That's why I wanted the listeners to be able to, to hear a little about you. So thank you for sharing how you got to where you are today. Uh, because... Now it, I, 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 can, I can see the value, I can appreciate the value, because of, of, of how long it's taken, mm-hmm. you know, right? your story, your journey, to, to be where you are. And it's like, oh, wow, I would definitely... You know, you sure you don't do like living rooms in a box, you know,
2: <laughs> you but there...
1: I mean, I'll th- listen, I'll take it all back <laughs> and we'll start over if you'll come to our our, our eating area <laughs> and help us get that straightened well, out. Our listeners out there, uh, for those of you who are saying, hey, you know what, my bathroom, I've been wanting to do something in that area, but it's just overwhelming uh, I mean, absolutely. They need to go to bathroom in a box. Is that where they can find Correct. you? Correct. Okay. And, uh, uh, and, and embrace this because this lady's the real deal. She loves what she's doing. I, and I know she's good yeah. at it. I can, I feel your passion here. Um, but, but also to that woman out there that, that has an idea, that has a dream that maybe wants to start something, she sees a need. Uh, what would you say to the, to those women out there that, or maybe wanting to venture out and start their own company like you have, uh, what advice would you leave them with today?
2: I feel that if it's an idea, and it doesn't have to be a new idea, technically Bathroom in a Box is a new idea because it's an industry disruptor. The designs are already done, so it's different than the traditional design. But if it's something someone else is doing, what's the differentiation? What makes you better or special? hmm and then you have to believe in it. And honestly, whatever you do today, and you look back a year from now, it's like, oh, that was ugly, that was stupid. It, it's just, it's an evolution, mm-hmm. and you move with the market, and you move with the response that you get, or you just get better at something. I used to pay someone to do my mood boards, now I do them myself, because I always have to change them because the product changes. So even those skills that you don't want to work on and don't want to invest the time you probably have to in mm-hmm. order to get good at it because eventually you'll be able to give it over to someone else i don't do my own seo i do my own social media but i also pay someone to help me with it mm-hmm. um but otherwise you just you just are like a one man person wow. i mean or one woman person a one woman
1: person yeah. yeah
2: and then you know join Or talk to people who give you
1: good feedback. Yeah, is there a network or places where people can connect, you know, entrepreneurs or things like that? Are you in join or connect with any other business owners to collaborate?
2: Not Uh, like that. So it's more informal than formal. Friends that I know, the design community in Nashville, I rely a lot on those people. I have a lot of good friends that are in that business that give me resources or I can use them for resources or in the case of Keystone with your luncheons that you do for for people that either are associated with you or want to be associated with you or simply want to want to attend and you just you make friends and relationships and you know maybe maybe becomes a big relationship maybe not but you, you can't really have enough friends
1: right absolutely I mean,
2: have you ever heard anyone say, "Oh, I got too many friends"? And
1: no, that's um, true. And those are you.
2: You know, hey, can you just give me five minutes? And can you just, you know, let me ask you about this? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And if if you believe, you got to keep going, because because when is that tipping point? And all of a sudden there is. There's always a tipping point. The economy, a relationship. A school where you just you it just it happens all it, of a sudden it, it does
1: we experienced that here you know for years and years and then all of a sudden you get to this place because we had this dream to birth this company and to grow a company to where people could come and and get everything they need uh from and they would be able to sit down with people who 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 have who are knowledgeable who have the skill but also very importantly they have the heart and they care they're really interested in the people and so being able to provide that, you know, and build that for people that, that, that takes, that takes time to do, but then you get to this place and then phew, it just starts to happen, it does. you it know, does. and so it, it uh, so if you're thinking of starting a business, you know, don't give up on that dream, go after it. Uh, and again, Diane, thanks for grabbing some time with me today. I really do appreciate, um, you coming here. Sharing your information uh, with not only me but also to our listeners, and I hope you'll come back sometime. Now, before we sign off, again, I want to thank everybody for listening today, but don't forget to visit KeystoneQuiz.com to identify your number one retirement mistake. Again, that's KeystoneQuiz.com. Have a great day.
0: You have been listening to Her Time to Retire with Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Glenn and Jonathan would love to talk to you and answer any of your retirement questions. All listeners can take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation with Glenn and Jonathan, whether via a phone call, Zoom meeting, or in person. You can schedule your consultation by calling 615-661-9554 or by visiting our website at www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed by Keystone Financial Resources and guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management LLC or BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Keystone Financial Resources are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.